Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, Up to the Spirit. Our text, Luke, the 24th chapter, the 49th verse, one sentence. Stay in the city of Jerusalem until you have been clothed with the power from on high. One sentence, Jesus' words, talking to the disciples. Stay in the city of Jerusalem until you have been clothed with the power from on high. As a television news reporter, my job was always to bring current events to the viewing audience up to the minute. One of our favorite television phrases back then was, we're bringing you this up-to-the-minute information. As media technology has improved to the extent that we can know what's happening anywhere in the world instantaneously, up-to-the-minute has taken on a totally different meaning. We live in a fast-paced world that seems to grow faster every day. I believe that one of the more negative effects of this progress is that we expect and demand instantaneous action and reaction in every phase of our life. We want our food to be fast, our internet speeded up, our marriages quick, and our divorces even quicker. I was counseling a soon-to-be-married couple recently, and the bride wanted to take the term till death do us part out of the ceremony. But this was a religious ceremony. And I told her, I said, honey, don't you understand? And she said, well, how do we know we'll be together that long? She didn't have a clue that that was the whole point. The deeper part of this is the result of our relationship with time. You know, there was a time when we actually lived like all of creation, according to the cycles of nature. There is a time for everything under heaven, we read in Ecclesiastes. People laugh at me, but I still live that life. I believe you rise right before dawn. You sleep as soon as the sun goes down. It works for me. It's only been in the last 150 years that humanity has accelerated time, and and most of that has to do with consumerism. The Industrial Revolution and the introduction of machines speeded everything up, and it's been going faster and faster ever since. But time is really the ultimate puzzle of humankind. We say we know what time is. We wear watches that are supposed to be precise. But in the bigger scheme of things, we have no concept of time. Because time belongs to God. The Greek word for time that Jesus uses often in the Bible is instructive. When his mother told him to turn water into wine, in John 2, 4, he says, Why are you involving me in this? My time has not come. When his brothers wanted him to take his message out of Galilee and into Jerusalem in John, the seventh uh, chapter, the eighth verse, he says, I'm not going up to that festival now because my time has not yet fully come. You see, he is talking about kairos. The Greeks had two definitions of time, chronos, which means sequential order, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, rock, and kairos, the word that Jesus uses, which has a qualitative nature, the right or opportune time, God's time. And Jesus' purpose was always bound to God's timing. 
Kairos always takes precedence, supersedes, trumps Kronos. God's timing always trumps our perception of timing. And so it is with the Holy Spirit. After the resurrection, Jesus appeared to his disciples. He instructed them on their next move. Now, according to Luke, this is a really significant moment. The disciples don't just say, there's Jesus. They're startled and frightened. It's amazing. If you read this entire text, you'll see these are the same disciples who just told the two men on the road to Emmaus that Christ is risen. Now they don't believe what they see. Maybe it's easier to tell somebody something is true about a person than to believe it when we see it ourselves. I don't know. Of all the people who are confused about the resurrection, the disciples were right up there. And Jesus had been telling them all along that this was what was going to happen. They're frightened to death when they see him. So Jesus shows them proof of life. Verse 40, he shows them his hands and his feet. He eats with them. He wants them to realize he is not a ghost. Whatever reanimated form his life has taken at this moment, it is flesh and bones. And then it says in verse 45, and this is the key to everything, he opens their minds. They don't open their minds. Jesus opens their minds. And that is the key to our spiritual growth, the key to our faith. God will open our minds. You see, we don't grow in faith strictly from our intellect or our ability to grasp complicated concepts. We grow because God opens our minds. The most important part of what happens to us in our Christian journey is not up to us. It is up to God. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. God opens our minds in our faith journey. Jesus comes into this group and then he says, It is written, The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Verse 48, You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. So Luke lines it up for us. He tells us exactly how this is happening, but he tells us that, you know, I've got it all for you, Jesus says, but stay here until you have been clothed with power from on high. You can't just rush out. You can't just take control. This is not just about your timing. This is God's timing. This is what I taught you when we were on the road, Jesus says. Remember? Because all along, Jesus has been speaking and preaching and teaching about his time. But now, with open minds, the disciples begin to really understand. And then he says, you have just about everything you need. Go out and preach my name. 
You will be my representatives. You will take on the world. But don't leave right now. Stay. Tarry. Remain. Settle here for a while. Wait until you have been clothed with power from on high. And that power, as we know, is the Holy Spirit. Wait until the Holy Spirit is poured down on you. Now, there are probably many of you out there who are just like me. I'm goal-oriented. I'm a self-starter. I get it done. Just tell me what you want. I'm your girl. I'm always thinking about the next stop, the next goal. I like to write do lists. I like to know exactly where I'm headed. A lot of people are like that. But one of the words we hear a lot about in the Bible is wait. 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 Psalm 27, 13, wait for the Lord, be strong and take courage. Isaiah 30, 18, blessed are those who wait. Lamentations 3, 25, the Lord is good to those who wait on him. We don't like to wait. And sometimes we don't wait. I know this is true in my life. Lord, I've got a plan. Can you just review this real quickly and bless it as fast as you can? I remember when I was pregnant with Nick. Nine months was just too long. Can't we cut this thing down? I wish I knew then what I know now. One reason God teaches us to wait is because life is full of waiting. Despite all the things that we think we know, we still have to wait in the doctor's office, in the grocery store, in traffic. We have to wait for jobs. We have to wait to heal. We usually have to wait for Mr. or Mrs. Wright. And yes, we have to wait for babies to be born. When God tells us to wait for the power of the Holy Spirit, that is the most important waiting we will ever do. Stay here until you are clothed in the power from on high. I love the phrasing here, clothed. You know, you don't ever want to go out without the right clothes on, right? One morning I was getting ready for a meeting at my house, a breakfast meeting, and I had to run out early to the grocery store to get milk for people's coffee. Thank God I have a mirror right at the front door. I looked at myself and I had on flowered shirt, some striped pants. Oh my goodness, where was my fashion sense? You wouldn't go to work out in a business suit and you wouldn't go for a job interview in jeans. So Jesus says, don't go out to spread the gospel without being clothed in the right thing, the Holy Spirit. Why wait? When we're about to do any work for Christ, be that discipling, serving, teaching, or preaching, we need to consider waiting until we've been clothed. I would argue that is the preparation for everything. Wait on the Holy Spirit. Focus on the Holy Spirit. Pray to the Holy Spirit. Look for signs of the Holy Spirit. The waiting in Jerusalem was most importantly tied to the glorification of God. Remember, this happened before Pentecost. Jesus had to be glorified, and he was glorified when the Holy Spirit poured down on the people. Here's the best part. We don't have to worry about Jesus' glorification. Jesus has been glorified. The Holy Spirit is now available. Our waiting is not about God's actions. Our waiting is tied up to our own spiritual fitness. A commentary by 19th century theologian A.B. Simpson explains it best. These waiting days were necessary to enable the disciples to realize their need, their nothingness, their failure, and their dependence upon the master. 
They had to be emptied first before they would be filled. To be spiritually fit is to be totally dependent on God. So we're not waiting for Jesus to be glorified. Jesus has been glorified. The Holy Spirit is here, alive and available to all of us. The problem has never been in the transmission. It's always in the reception. We just need to wait to be emptied, to be dependent, to be submitted to God. Because that is how you leave things up to the Spirit. Everything we do, we should leave up to the Spirit. And that way we're not leading we're following. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign.